Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome back to another episode of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. Uh, it is part two of Katie's trip around Disney Europe, basically. Uh, it's just the two of us again, so hello, Katie. Hello, good evening. And I'm sure you're all now going, but Adam, tell us all about your wonderful trip to Disneyland Paris that you talked about two weeks ago. Uh, a bit of radio magic, everyone. We're actually recording both episodes on the same night, so I've still not been. So uh, you're all like... I'm sure it's lovely. And I had a fantastic time, really enjoyed uh, Avengers Campus and the 30th anniversary stuff and loved Halloween uh, for anybody who's disappointed. So there we go. So uh, we are talking Cruise Line. So do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about where you've got to go on your little Cruise Line jaunt? Happily. So yes, this summer we were lucky enough to go on the Norwegian Fjords cruise on the Disney Magic, which sailed out of Dover. And it went to Norway, obviously, and we had four ports of call um, in four very beautiful parts of Norway. So the first port of call was uh, our most like northerly one was called Olesund. Yeah. Then we stayed, uh, we went to a place called Nordfjordhide, which was the first time that Disney Cruise Line has ever been to that port of call. So okay. we were kind of guinea pigs. Um, then we went to a place called Eidfjord, and then our final port of call was Stavanger. Um, which is obviously a much kind of bigger place so we had a really nice mix of kind of small towns very small villages and a decent sized city as well um so yeah it was a seven night cruise and probably one of the best holidays i've ever had in my life wow okay so that's that's a a, a big shout bearing in mind the number of times you've been to disney parks and all that sort of stuff you're you're going with best holiday ever um i think you probably chose the, one of the best itineraries you could have done, uh, having been lucky enough to have done a Disney Fjord, it's not a Disney Fjord, sorry, a, a Fjord cruise. Um, I think it's the only way you can see the fjords, you know, properly without, you know, doing it by by kind of travelling nearby, but actually sailing through them is just something like uh, it's just another world. It's amazing. So you, and, and what's going to be really interesting to hear with this is because you've now done what two Disney cruises? Is this that your second? Technically three, because I did two staycations back to back. Right, okay. So, so well, o- officially, three. this is what you, what you would describe as your first proper Disney cruise, because the staycations, yeah. we had a conversation about staycations and bits and pieces, and I know you absolutely loved it, and I was slightly disappointed at the fact that what you would normally get on a Disney cruise, you didn't necessarily get on a sort of staycation stuff. So I'm, I'm intrigued to hear your opinion on the differences between the two and kind of what you thought about this one compared to that one as well. So where did you kind of cruise out of initially? So we cruised out of Dover 
um, which I know that the Disney cruises that are coming to Europe next year are going to be out of Southampton. Yep. They're not going to be out of Dover because it's the dream next year and Dover's not big enough. Dover's nowhere near big enough now. <laughs> Absolutely um, not. So it was Dover, which I have to say, I can't fault the staff at Dover. It must be the smoothest embarkation day anyone's ever had. Amazing. We were on that ship within about 20 minutes. Like, wow, okay. It was so fast. Uh, we had a we had a really early um, port arrival time. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's not been on a, a Disney cruise before, at the point at which you check in, you select a port arrival time, and you're not allowed to arrive at the port before that. Yeah. Um, and the earliest port arrival time you could get was eleven o'clock. We had eleven fifteen. Right. So right. we were boarding Group Four. Yeah. Um, which is pretty much as good as you can get when you're not a Platinum Castaway Club member. Um, we did yet. arrive at the port a little bit early, yeah. um, and they, but they did let us in, <laughs> so okay. we, were, we were quite lucky with that. So we were on the ship by about 25 to 12. Wow, okay, so that's really, um, really was... Cabanas right. wasn't even open <laughs> when we got on right. the ship. Fair enough, so that, that um, quick, yeah. Yeah, so it was it was really slick. I can't fault the, the staff at Dover, everything was really smooth. Um, went through we were really early on the ship so the ship was pretty empty when we got on yeah. there cabanas wasn't even open so we had time to just have a little walk around um, a little explore and then we went straight to cabanas for some food right okay um so yeah boredom was fantastic we were also really lucky with the weather it was a beautiful beautiful sunny day and actually the sun stayed with us for the vast majority of the cruise so did you only have got a tiny weather? bit of rain because Nor norway and the fjords can be really hit and miss we had a couple of days it was beautifully warm we had some days where it absolutely threw it down um and it's not kind of what you would class as your typical summer holiday weather so you were lucky with the, with the sunshine we were very lucky it was boiling hot <laughs> it was wow, really okay. hot and actually when i look back it was we were on the magic the same week last year on the staycation so it was exactly a year later right and we were we had glorious weather that week as well so pretty much we were sailing around the north sea last year and this year in glorious sun in september so i highly recommend if you get a chance september early first week of september spot on we, the only bit of rain we got was like on the last day in Stavanger. That was it. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was beautiful and sunny. Went straight up to Cabanas, got an amazing lunch. Cabanas is an absolutely fantastic buffet. They've got absolutely everything that you could possibly want. Got a really nice seat outside on the deck. Had a really nice view of the White Cliffs of Dover. Yeah. Literally couldn't believe we were there. It was just a fantastic start to the holiday. So what type of room did you have this time around? So we, I actually had booked a room and then I cancelled it and rebooked and saved right. myself £500 by doing wow. it. Wow, okay. So we had an inside cabin and this is, we, we kind of learned this from the staycations because we did two staycations yeah. and on those we did one in an inside cabin and one in an ocean view. So you had a porthole. Yeah. And while we really liked the, the porthole and it was really nice, we found that we were barely in the room. We were there to sleep and we were there to get changed. And that's and that the difference, isn't it, this time? Because it. it's not a staycation. You're getting off the ship. You're going to do uh, all of your ports of call. Uh, there's going to be, a, I would assume, a lot more happening on the ship this time where people could gather so there was a lot more activities to participate in that you didn't have on the staycation. So we had decided early on that we were perfectly happy with an inside cabin because yeah. they're quite a lot cheaper. So I had booked an inside cabin. was really happy and then they released the guaranteed rate rooms 
which means that Disney allocate your room for you. So you don't get to choose where it is. So by cancelling my original booking and rebooking and letting Disney pick our room, we saved five hundred pounds, yeah. which was fully worth it to me. Um, so I think if you if you don't think you're going to spend that much time in the room, which we certainly didn't, the inside cabins are just as nice. Do you know what? I am. Um, we, we stay in balconies quite often because uh, Gwen's posh and she likes balconies, uh, and she'll kill me for saying that, which is true. Um, I love an inside room because it's genuinely the best place I sleep ever. Because you're in a room, you've got no no light coming in whatsoever. It's pitch pitch black. I love sleeping in inside cabins. It's yeah, I sleep I fully so agree much. With that, that slight rocking, that slight rocking that you get when you're in your bed and it's dark and it's yeah, genuinely amazing. I love it. So I'm fully, I'm fully with you. If I could only ever go on a Disney cruise and I had to go on an inside cabin, I'd absolutely go. And actually, when you think about the dream and things like that, when you come to inside cabin now, the inside cabin you get in the dream is totally different to what you get on the Magic in the Window anyway. Well, we actually ended up winning on it because bear in mind we'd booked an inside yeah. cabin anyway. We actually got a very slight upgrade. So we got an upgrade to a deluxe inside room, which meant we got the split bathroom. Um, and it was a slightly bigger room. Yeah. So we actually lucked out on the deal a little bit, really. We saved £500, got a slightly better room. Our room was great. I was a little bit concerned about the location of it at first, um, just because it was on deck one. Yeah. And when we did the staycations, we were on deck six and deck five for the two that we did. Um, so obviously it was quite a bit lower and it yeah. was right at the front of the ship, whereas I'd been kind of midship on the previous ones. So I was slightly worried about it. It was not a problem. It was so convenient, especially for the ports, because the door to get off the ship was like right next to our room. So is it? It was like it was so handy, <laughs> and so obviously getting back on the ship, it was so handy because we could just go and dump all our stuff straight in our room yeah. and then go straight off to have fun elsewhere. So I really wouldn't worry about the location of the room. Deck one was no problem at all. It was quite rough sea on the first day and I was a little when we were in the room I was a little bit worried that that was it felt so rough because we were on deck one but it felt like that everywhere yeah. <laughs> like we went for a walk uh, around you got that because it obviously it's like a smaller that, yeah. ship as well that the the feeling is worse because it's a smaller ship and the technology has moved on since so again if you were to go on the dream next summer you would find that actually that rocking wouldn't be as bad as it could be plus you went through yeah. the bay of biscay which is you know what known to be one of the roughest sea. no you didn't know you went north you didn't go south no, we so went absolutely north. you didn't go the bay of biscay so you've been all right we did go through um, the north sea though yeah well the north sea's bad enough isn't it let's be yeah. honest yeah absolutely so yeah. let's kind of break this down then so you've talked about room let's let's go on to sort of entertainment now um when the staycations happened we sort of had limited shows we didn't have anywhere near the amount that you did have now staycation was i'm trying to think what show we had on the staycation now and it's totally gone from where oh it's dreams didn't it we had dreams for the staycation. yeah so we had dreams and tangled the... well so you had tangled this time as well Oh, no, yeah, that's right, because you, had, because you ended well. up uh, on a later staycation where they added Tangled. The one I did, we had Dreams, and we had some some weird man who tried to do comedy for children. Um, okay, so yeah, on the staycations, we had Tangled Musical, and we also had Dreams as well. Right. We did on this cruise as well, right, those okay. shows were both Tangled on. Musical I've still not seen, that's the one I've missed. It's fantastic, Tangled Musical Thanks, that's is... Really helpful. One of my favourite Disney shows that I've ever seen. It's right. just so well done. I love yeah, Tangled yeah. anyway, um, but it's just so well done. And the performers, are, they're, they're so good. Yeah, they they're are. so talented. Um, yeah, that it is, it is one of the best Disney shows I've ever seen. 
there was because this was a seven night cruise there were some additional shows that i hadn't seen before so i'd seen those two on the staycations um there was one called oh what was it called twice charm yeah twice charm so that's the cinderella one isn't it i've seen that one yes so that was twice charmed a twist on the cinderella story didn't really know what to expect from that uh, but absolutely loved it i thought it was so good um, so it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a twist on the Cinderella story, um, and there's a bit of time travel involved, yeah. and uh, very good, very entertaining. Um, again, thought the performers in it were fantastic, um, and I thought it was a really clever spin on the story. I really enjoyed it. And then there was an additional one, which was oh, I should have written these down. There was we went to one that was it was basically a um, selection of songs so rather than being a story it was the performers right yeah so that they do like singing a, a, a selection song, of disney songs sort of thing, or song from the films don't they yeah and they all kind of stand their yeah. own little spotlights now i saw that one uh, in the middle of the bay of biscay uh, and it was a ridiculously rocky night and it was they the performers did so well because there were genuinely moments where i thought they were going to fall over because it was so rocky when we saw that that evening so they've got rid yeah, of golden mickeys but... by the sound of it They've got rid of what one? Golden sorry. Mickeys. Yeah, no, there was no Golden that, Mickeys. Honest, I don't know was... if that... Was that on the magic? I don't it know used to be, yeah, but it was probably the weakest of all of the shows that they had. Um, so I'm not surprised that that's the one that, that went. Because uh, it was, I think it's Wonder that had Toy Story the musical. Well, right. Rightly, okay. I think. Um, okay, so... They also had some variety acts as well. So there yeah. was a couple of the nights where there was maybe even the same guy that you're talking about. There was a comedian, right. um, a crazy, like, juggler guy. No, no, that wasn't uh, him. And a magician um, on, an, on another night. We didn't we didn't go to the comedian on the first night because we took part in a fish extender gift exchange. Right, okay. And we were too excited to give out our presents. <laughs> we were running around the ship giving out our presents. Uh, so we missed the show on the first night, yeah. but it was it, it was just the comedian. We did go to see the crazy juggler, and he was he was good. Like he he held his own. He was good, but I think when you're comparing it to Tangled the musical, yeah, it, it's really hard for it to kind of live yeah. up to that. So I think the Disney entertainment was top notch, yeah. excellent. Thoroughly enjoyed it all. The cabaret was okay. Okay, fair <laughs> it, enough wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. So what about the other sort of entertainment on the ship? So we're looking at like anything in Studio D and all those sort of things as well. Yeah, so there was a lot of quizzes as there was on the staycation. So there was quizzes on any different theme that you could possibly imagine. So music, films, animation, characters, Marvel. Um, There was also a series of like drawing classes. They did a series um, called Anyone Can Cook where they showed you how to make a Disney dish. Um, so one of those was like apple strudel and then everyone got like tasters at the end yeah. of it. Um, there was also a few tours of the ship. So we did one of those tours. Um, so the tour that we did was the art of the theme show. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, it's kind of just looking at some of the hidden details of the ship and why things are designed the way that they are. And I think... I probably knew quite a bit of what they told us on that tour just from my own research because yeah. I'm really interested. But I did learn a few like really interesting little snippets on that, so I was really pleased that we did it. And the cast member who delivered the tour was really knowledgeable and really passionate about it. She obviously loved it makes that. Makes a massive shift. difference, doesn't it? Yeah. 
yeah um so i really enjoyed that i would highly recommend doing that now the question is all these quizzes katie have you come home with a mickey medallion Oh, no! I didn't. No, I was devastated. So on the staycation, I won multiple quizzes, yeah. but didn't have any medallions. So I got oh, like key no. rings. <laughs> oh, that's because I've <laughs> so flipping got them all. I, I have won quizzes, but I still do not have one of those elusive Mickey medallions. Oh, do you know what? I'm sure I might have a spare one. I might be able to send you because I've. I'm oh, but I have certain. earned it. I have like I'm genuinely certain won. I've got a load of them somewhere because we were the we. When on the staycation, we obviously went and did a lot of the quizzes, and we were the sad family that everyone groaned out when you walked into the room. Oh, look at that. Um, which was slightly embarrassing. Oh, and the kids, obviously, first Disney cruise, they were like, it's not us, we promise. It's not us, it's him. He's the problem, not us. All him. It's all him. Yeah. Um, so, no, I still I'll don't have, have one of those Elisa Mickey medals, but I would like one. Sure <laughs> one somewhere hanging around. Um, so you've got obviously it sounds like they've obviously brought a lot of that entertainment about the anyone can cook those sort of bits and pieces your tours all that sort of stuff the kids clubs are obviously back up as well um were they using kind of all of the big screen so deck parties and things like that so did you get all your deck parties fireworks at sea all those sort of things um no fireworks at sea because they don't do them in europe right okay um that's a caribbean thing so no fireworks at sea we did have um we had a sail wave party, yeah. um, and we also had a frozen deck party, but we had that on the staycation yeah, as well. Um, so that that wasn't massively different, um, other than you didn't have to be quite as socially distanced no. from people. Like people were <laughs> a little bit more a bit warmer, kind of uh, in. Although to be fair, the ship was not full; it did not feel full. Really, no. um, and it was really nice that it wasn't full. So I think that was probably quite similar to the staycation. So we had the sail wave party which was kind of similar to the staycation so that you know the dancers on the stage and the characters um, and then we had the the frozen night which was so much better than when we did it on the yeah. staycation because we were in the middle of a fjord absolutely surrounded yeah. by absolutely beautiful scenery at sunset and it was the most beautiful sunset yeah. like the sky was just spectacular so disney so, definitely timed that didn't they <laughs> yeah it was perfect the only thing that was slightly surreal about that is yeah. that I was at that frozen deck party when I found out that the Queen had died. Oh no! So that was like just it was just a bit surreal because there was a lot of British people on yeah. the cruise because obviously it had gone from Dover. Yeah, yeah. So there was just a vibe of people being like, "Have you heard? Have you heard? Yeah, like, have you heard?" Um, so that was the only thing that was just a little bit surreal. But the actual deck party itself was Where's was brilliant. Really it, was, it was really fun. Fab. That's good news. Now. This this brings on to you were talking a little bit about um, the, the fact that the, the ship wasn't full. Do you think that was a conscious decision by Disney not to overly fill the ship, or do you think it's down to a bit of a price point when it comes to what Disney price their cruises? I think it might have been the timing of it because it was the first week that kids were back at school. Right. Well, what I did notice is that there weren't that many kids. It was really good. Um, there weren't that many kids on <laughs> there. Or obviously, there were children. But there was a lot of adult-only like couples yeah. um, on the cruise. And I don't know if it is just... Because it was the, the 4th of September was the, yeah. the day that we kind of sailed. 
Um, so it was just that week then the schools had gone back. So I wondered if it was just because it wasn't the summer holidays. Because I knew a few people who'd done the cruise immediately before, which was the Northern Europe oh, oh, Imagine. Started um, bringing the Disneyland uh, <laughs> cruise stuff up and it started playing a video. And I was like, no, don't do something. that to me. Um, but yeah, they said that the, the cruise immediately before ours was a lot busier um, than right. the one that we were on. So I wondered if it was just the timing. Really, I don't think Disney have deliberately not filled the ship because the one before was busier. Um, I mean, it was busy. It wasn't, like, empty. But I didn't feel like we had to wait that long for anything. Right, okay. Um, and it didn't... When you were up for the deck parties and things, it didn't feel uncomfortably crowded. It, it was quite nice. So that brings me to kind of my next point, which is price. And I'm not going to now ask you to tell me how much you paid for your cruise. At all. I don't mind telling um, you. I'll tell you. I'm uh, okay. <laughs> because um, obviously Disney is Disney and Disney does what Disney does. And um, because of that, obviously it's expensive. Now, one of the things I found, particularly, I'm just, I'm just I'm, this is what I'm talking to you because I just wanted to have a look while I was talking to you about this. So if I was to book a trip for us with our current three children and two adults uh and i'm just looking now for the next for, for next summer and what it would cost us to sort of travel uh as a family give me two seconds nearly done it i was trying to do it while i was talking to you and then all of a sudden they started playing this video and i had to close the whole thing down and what i was doing suddenly disappeared um so to give you an idea we went on a cruise this year we went with royal caribbean we did a week uh the kids absolutely loved it the shows were fantastic we went to france and spain which was brilliant had a really, really lovely time uh, and paid um, around about kind of two and a half thousand pounds for the lot of us, which I didn't think was bad. I'm currently looking That's here. about what we paid right, for yeah. this one. So I'm currently the looking on here, right? Um, the only cruise that's currently available from Southampton in July is a 10-night, one-way cruise to Iceland, Norway and France, ending in Copenhagen. And for five guests, it currently wants to charge me from £18,000. Yeah, go, that's slightly prohibitive. I go, what? I say, how much what? Bearing in mind, think... a seven-night cruise on a Royal Caribbean ship was £2,500. And yes, I know it's three extra nights. And yes, I know it's got quite a few lovely uh, venues there uh, that they're travelling to. But it makes you go, well, hang on a second. Uh that's a lot of money, an awful lot of money. If I go to the similar cruise that you did, which was in August of next year, and again, five guests, uh, seven night Norwegian Fjord cruise from £9,402. We're looking at seven grand more than if you were to go on a Royal Caribbean cruise. Now, I love Disney, absolutely, but there's no way in a million years I am touching a Disney cruise line if they're going to charge me seven grand more than a similar cruise line that can do a similar sort of thing. I do agree with you, and I think if I was in your position with a bigger family, I think I would be saying the same thing. We're just two adults. Which makes a big difference too. Much... And, even, and, actually, and in fairness, even as two adults, if I wasn't going to take all of the children, I still find it very, very difficult to justify spending that much more money for a Disney cruise than I would for other cruise ships. I suppose I'm in a different position to you in the fact that I have experienced other cruise ships I've been on. I've been on Royal Caribbean, I've been on Disney and while I know and I understand just how great and amazing Disney are 
I also know what I used to pay for Disney Cruise and what I paid now. So the first Disney Cruise I ever did was uh, a three-night Bahamas, staying at Castaway Key, going to Nassau. It was for two adults and one child, and it cost me 600 quid, right? 200 pounds each uh, for three-night Disney Cruise. At that point, I was like, okay, not particularly horrific. But now we're looking at the point where Disney, I, I, I don't know whether you agree that Disney just feel like they're gradually pricing people out of being able to get on a cruise line. I do agree with that and I think that the prices because I've looked at the prices for next year as well and the prices for next year are considerably higher than they were for us booking this yeah. year. Um, that said, I did book a placeholder <laughs> when I was on the cruise. <laughs> so I do feel like another Disney cruise is in my future at some point. Whether I get to use the placeholder, I'm not sure. I did have a placeholder this time. Yeah. I bought it on the staycation. Yeah. And actually, I ended up getting a refund on it because it was cheaper for me to buy the guaranteed um, yeah, room where Disney um, chose the room. So I actually ended up getting that refunded and just knocked off the, off the price. Right. In terms of price, it cost us about £2,500 for two adults for that for that week. And for me... The holiday that we had, it was it was worth that. It Absolutely. was worth that yeah, amount yeah. of money. I, I don't, don't don't deny that. I so couldn't paid... get the same holiday next year for the same price. No, you paid the like... same price for two of you as I paid for five of us to do a week on a different ship. And the ship we were on, I would argue, much bigger ship, much better facilities, newer newer boat. From that point of view, doesn't have the Disney yeah. glitz and glamour on top of it. Absolutely. But we had a West End show. We had We Will Rock You one night, which was phenomenal. But you know, it's I. I, it is tough. I it does make it tough, and, and, especially and, for families. It and particularly it now, tough. if you look at what's going on, you know, everybody's bills are going up, all this, all that. There's uncertainty about who's going to get what, etc., etc. Half the country's on strike because they're not getting enough pay, enough money to survive. And Disney is still going, yeah, but nine grand for a cruise, go on, treat yourself. And I, I would, and, and I know all the Disney parks and things like that are getting more and more expensive at the moment. And I, you know, I understand that's the case. You know, I look at what we just paid for Disney tickets for two days for us, and you just go, how much? Um, but I would love to sit down with the, the strategist for Cruise Line and go, explain to me what your strategy is here for how much you're charging UK people to get on a ship from their own country and go elsewhere. I just, yeah, I, I, it baffles me, really baffles me just how much it, it's costing compared to other people. And, you know, Disney know people will pay it and that's, you know, the reason they do it. But, um, yeah, if anybody's got an answer, I'd love to know. I really don't know what the answer is and this is not me telling you not to do a Disney cruise because if you can afford to do a Disney cruise get yourself on that ship because they are genuinely amazing holidays uh, yeah. you know and I'm not telling you that, that you shouldn't do it because you absolutely should if you can afford to do so but um, no, I agree minute. with you I think it, it is really tough and like like I say I've looked for next year and we've already ruled that out for next year because yeah. the prices are just they are they are crazy yeah. and actually think I think the fjords itineraries maybe not quite as good is the itinerary that we had this year. Um, I think we were quite lucky with the itinerary that we had. Um, so yeah, it is really tough. I guess the one thing I would say is like shop around because the rate that I got yeah, yeah. wasn't available when it first came out, which generally speaking, the logic is that the cheapest it's going to be is the day that it gets released yeah. and that they only go up from there. That actually wasn't the case for ours because we held on and we booked that restricted, that guaranteed yeah. room. 
we save quite a bit of money <laughs> by doing and that. And that is the sort of standard within uh, cruise line industry is that just because it's cheap now doesn't mean it's not going to be any cheaper at another time. The only thing is that Disney didn't cotton on to that originally and they were just like, well, people will just pay it and then they obviously didn't. The other option, of course, is we all boycott Disney cruise lines. Nobody goes on them. Disney goes, nobody's gone on. We have to drop the price drastically. They do and then we all go on them together. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but it'd be lovely if it did. Uh, we kind of went, we, we kind of missed um, one of the biggest reasons why people go on a cruise ship uh which we need to touch on uh which is food because we got sidetracked by expense food so talk to me about food was there more variety more food events than you kind of had on the staycation yes so oh the food so good probably <laughs> the the best thing i could wax lyrical about the food for a long time the food on the disney cruise is excellent yeah. what i will say is i think it was better on this cruise than it was on the staycation I loved the food on the staycations, but I did find that a lot of it wasn't very hot. Right. Um, so a lot of the, the food that we had on the staycations, it was just, you just wanted it to be a little bit warmer. It yeah. felt like it had taken quite a while to get there. Didn't really have that as a problem this time. All the food was like really nice and hot and um, everything was really nicely cooked. I love a steak. I <laughs> eat a lot of steak that we eat. It's that every night um, a steak on a menu and it was somewhere. Pretty much every yeah. night. Um but it was beautifully cooked every time. Like yeah. they, they got it bang on. Um I think the the servers are they deserve a medal. Like they are fantastic. They're so attentive and they remember exactly how you like your food, what drinks you prefer, like the, and they can make suggestions based on what they know you like, which was amazing. Um, and I guess the other thing is that you are not limited <laughs> in what you no, can have. And that's the problem, isn't it? It's like, oh, I fancy this and this, so they'll just bring both out and it's all absolutely fine. Yeah, and that happened to us pretty much every night that we'd be like torn between a couple of things. So most nights we would have like a couple of starters, three main courses between the <laughs> two of us, three that's puddings. Like and it was just standard. Nobody batted an eye. They wanted us to. There was one night that we weren't gonna order something that our server was like, but that's my favourite thing on the menu. I'm just gonna bring it anyway because you have to try it. Um, So that was we weren't even gonna get that. And I think the portions are sized in a way that you can kind of get away with it because they're not they're not stingy portions, but they're not massive portions. That I mean, you leave that table stuffed. Like (laughs) you leave that table full. Because you've had three mains and four desserts or whatever. But they're sized in a way that you, it, it encourages you to just have a go. Yeah. And it encourages you to try things that you might not have tried before. And that's before, one of the beauties so. of a cruise ship. And we've talked about this before. That, you know, you try things that you wouldn't normally try. Because you go, do you know, if I don't like it, there is something else. Uh, yeah. And you do get a little bit more adventurous than you would do if you were you were outright paying for a meal. Oh, definitely. Anyway. I ate snails. Yeah, I have I snails. I quite that. like snails. Yeah, I do that. Not a problem. Um, yeah. I do agree with you when it comes to the service, though. I think of um, the surf. We had a guy called Jojo uh, when we were on our ship, and the the girls still very, very clearly remember Jojo and what he did and the service he was. And we even went on the cruise this summer, and on the ship they just turned around and went, "He's good, but he's not as good as Jojo." And they still remember him, kind of a year, like a year on, and what he did and how much they enjoyed it. Um, so you know they, they they do work hard. They work incredibly hard, uh, and they you know good service makes such a difference to your, your trip. Definitely, you? and we were very lucky. We had a really really good team. Um, our servers were great. I mean, they were great on the staycations, but they were they were extra good on this one. I would say um, so attentive and yeah. really spoiled us. Um, Did you get great. any extra like food events? So one of the ones I remember really clearly because it was just crazy was 
uh, it was obviously on a, a shorter cruise. It was the Pirates in the Caribbean night, which they do on the Caribbean cruises. And we just come out of dinner and obviously eating a huge amount of food. And we went up for the entertainment and stuff they did for the deck party. And as soon as it finished, they went, and now the buffet is open on deck. And you turn around and they just put all this food out on deck. And you're just like, how on earth is are we getting more food now when we've only just eaten a load of food? So was there anything sort of like that? No, I didn't see anything like that. Um, there were a few things that didn't happen on the staycation. So in, uh, like, all gills, they put on some, like, snacks and things. They had, like, a little hot buffet um, counter at the back. Um, and that wasn't open at all during the staycations, but it was on this cruise. But no, I didn't see anything, like, after the deck parties. What we did have on the day of the Frozen deck party is everything was Frozen-themed, so we had a special Frozen-themed menu. Oh, uh, that's cool. Uh, in the restaurants In that all night. of the restaurants. Yeah, oh, so it was the same menu across yeah, all yeah, of the yeah, restaurants. Yeah. So whichever one you were in, you got the frozen themed menu, which was really nice because it meant that that whole night was frozen themed. So that was really good. Um, and the other foodie thing that we did do is we did do brunch at Paolo. I, uh, I was, that was going to be my next question. Did you venture up to Paolo? We did, which we did do brunch on the staycation as well. So this was our second time to Paolo, but we were so impressed with it on the staycation that we had to do it again. I would really like to try dinner at Paolo, but I don't feel prepared to give up. But it's the chocolate souffle. The standard food. Chocolate, so honestly, that chocolate souffle is to die for. But the I know what you mean. Is, though, but because think... you don't know where you're going to be eating on what night, no. how can you pick which one you're going and to give up? And that's the advantage if you do, obviously, a longer cruise. One of the things you can do is work out, well, I know that if I've got three restaurants, I'm going to eat in the three restaurants on night one, two, and three which means in theory I can then give up potentially a fourth or a fifth night. And, but it's different know, entertainment but it in the restaurant. Different Absolutely, it is, yeah, different entertainment each time. I suppose Animator's Palette, is that similar both times or is that...? So, no, we actually ate an Animator's three times on this cruise. Right, okay. one, of, one of those times was on the Frozen night, so it was the special Frozen yeah, 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 yeah. themed menu. One of those nights was... Um, the animation one yeah. where you you draw your, yeah. your picture and that all comes to life and the other one was Sorcerer Mickey came out so there was like right. a really nice um, kind of video on yeah. the screens with loads of clips from different yeah. films and things and then Sorcerer yeah. Mickey came out um, in Rapunzel's it was basically the show that we saw on the staycation but split into two so there was the thug show and the birthday show right okay on two different nights whereas on the staycations they just you did just that all on one, all in one, go. one night um and then in lumiere's obviously the, there isn't any um entertainment there was just kind of different menus but we did have on the last night it was semi-formal night and it was lobster night so they had like lobster and things like that right. on the menu Fair enough. that was really nice um, which is why we went for brunch again at Paolo because I yeah. didn't want to give yeah, up any yeah, of yeah. these evening dining experiences and I didn't know which ones we were going to get on which night but I really wanted to do Paolo again because I'd loved it so we did brunch again um, and it was first class again the, everything in there is absolutely perfect like the food is so nice the service is fantastic and actually for the price you pay for it it's a bargain because you do pay extra for Paolo yeah and it's not a lot really is it Brunch is $45. Yeah, which is nothing. Really. Which, for what you get, it really is nothing. So we you did that. We sec- actually did that on one of our port days. So we did brunch and then got off the ship in theory, and we went next door. You're paying more for, so if we go back to last episode, you're paying more for something like a buffet at uh, Pim's Kitchen where the food is nowhere near as good 
uh, yeah. for, for what you're paying for at Paolo. And, you know, the food at Paolo, yeah, I, I genuinely was was stunning. So, so yeah, I am jealous because I loved Paolo. Yeah, uh, me too. I mean, Paolo was great. <laughs> it wasn't back to, on the staycations, the, obviously because of COVID, the buffet element of it wasn't yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but you could order all the same things as you would get on that buffet. That was still the case. There was no big buffet element to Paolo. It was still just that you would order, you know, your, your antipasti and that kind of thing just off the menu but again you could have as much of that yeah. as you wanted so what was your that was the other question I was going to ask when we were talking about entertainment what was your film on the ship because obviously you get a Disney film that's just come out or you know it's been on Disney Plus and I was trying to think when you were on there wasn't anything major Disney wise that came out in the cinema I don't think there wasn't it was um, Thor Love and Thunder I think was the newest thing because that hadn't been out that long we were expecting that the new Pinocchio might have been on because that came out while we were on the ship but they didn't put it on board interesting Um, and actually now that I've watched it now that I've come home I'm really glad that I didn't spend two hours of my cruise watching it see I haven't watched it yet Uh, right okay so I won't rush ahead yeah I'm glad I didn't waste any of my holiday we on had uh, Jungle Cruise, which was really good uh, on ours. So on we did station. actually watch Jungle Cruise on Funnel Vision. Oh, cool, uh, okay. So we watched that really late one night up on the top deck on Funnel Vision. And actually, so that, was... that would have been amazing because you would have had the Funnel Vision, you would have had all the lights out, you would have been sailing through a fjord and you just would have had the stars above you, which would have been... Because yeah. there's literally no light pollution kind of in those fjords at all. Which leads me to another thing to mention. One of the highlights of the cruise... We actually saw the Northern Lights. See, I'm so jealous. I've, I've seen the Northern Lights, but not on a cruise ship, not on a Disney ship, and nowhere near to the extent that you saw them. I, when you sent those photos, I was so jealous. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Uh, we did get up in the middle of the night to see them. Um, so kind of on the first night, a lot of people had, had kind of said that they'd seen them. Yeah. Um, so we were like, right, we have to, we have to have a go. So we did set our alarm and got up at like two o'clock in the morning and went I, up on the top I'm not deck. Sure I'm that committed. Which was a little bit. Was there bit anyone painful, else on that? But it, I mean, it took a little while. We went up there, and it, it was kind of, it wasn't that clear to start with. But we yeah. stayed out there for probably about an hour, and it got clearer and clearer yeah, yeah. the longer we were there. And we definitely weren't the only ones out there <laughs> trying to have a little look at it. Um, but yeah, we just felt incredibly lucky and got a lovely thing to have seen in yeah, the middle nice of the Norwegian fjord. It? Yeah, it's really nice little added bonus. Oh well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I am. Um very jealous that you've been entering on a Disney cruise. One day I will uh, mug somebody and uh, be able to afford to go on another one with our horde of million millions of children. The only other thing we haven't mentioned is I did do a Disney excursion. Oh, right, okay. So Because wow. a lot of the excursions, like Disney say they're their excursion, aren't they? But they're obviously tour companies that are in the local area. Which, which one did you do? So we did the Lake Lowen um, trip, which was when we were in the Nordfjord Fjord port um that was a that was the first time that disney had ever been into that port and it is stunning like yeah. can't even describe how beautiful this place is but it's a very small village and there's not a lot to do so if you end up going to nordfjordide on your disney cruise or any other cruise definitely book some kind of excursion because otherwise i, I think you'd be done with the town quite quickly right, but okay. it's absolutely beautiful so we went on this excursion which was we got a coach about an hour um kind of deeper into the fjord and we went to this lake called lake lowen 
which the water in this lake is turquoise, like actually turquoise, and it's because it's surrounded by glaciers. And as the glaciers have fallen down, they've pulled all the rocks down and all the minerals in oh, the rock wow. reflect the light in such a way that Amazing. it's turquoise. That's cool. Um, and it is absolutely stunning. And I was a little bit sceptical about this trip because it was quite expensive. And before we went, they'd sent us an email to say that they'd had to change the plans. Um, so we weren't meant to stop off in this particular little town. Yeah. And now we weren't going to do that anymore. And I did think about cancelling it, but we thought, no, we'll stick with it and we'll go for it. Um, and it was worth every penny because we ended up being the only ones on this entire lake. Wow. Um, it was a completely exclusive experience. And they took us on this boat, sailed us down the middle of this lake, not another boat. Like, we didn't pass another boat right. ever. Yeah. Beautiful. Like, one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. And then they took us at the very end of the lake. There was this gorgeous lodge where they took us in and they gave us Norwegian waffles and cups of tea and coffee. Um, and we got to chat to like the, the people that owned it. And then there was loads of really like pretty places to take photographs. Yeah. And then we got back on the boat and sailed back up the lake again. In fairness to Disney with, with excursions, I think about the, the excursions that I've done with Disney. I hadn't done many. Um, one, uh, was, one was very... Uh, uncivilized. I'll tell you about that one in a minute. It's Disney's fault. Um, one of them was we went to uh, Sorrento in Italy, and the adults got taken off around Sorrento on a bit of a tour, a bit of a history, tried some limoncello, that sort of stuff. And the children didn't come with us. The children stayed with some of the counselors, got to go into the kitchens with the chefs and made pizza. And when we all came back, we all ate what it was that the children had made. And that was exclusive to Disney. The actual trip to Sorrento wasn't. They do that all the time. But that one with the particular children was. Um, the other one we did was uh, a trip to, it was Vesuvius, uh, which is fairly commonplace, and then going to Pompeii, which again, fairly commonplace for an excursion, but what Disney also did is arranged for us to go to a vineyard at the base of Mount Vesuvius, where they uh, served us fresh pasta and uh, wine, and that was one of the issues with that particular trip. It wasn't our fault, in fairness. You know, they just kept bringing out wine, and every time your glass was empty, they filled it up again, and then they filled it up again. So we'd had about seven glasses of wine by the time we'd got to Pompeii. Um, Food not too. I've been back to Pompeii again since to find out what we missed. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I just remember it being a bit of a blur, and it's not my fault. I blame Disney because they were the ones that booked the uh, vineyard, but it was yeah, just more wine and more wine, and, and then we bought loads of wine. Uh, that was just their plan all along, I think. Uh, but uh, genuinely uh, a brilliant uh, trip and, and I think you know Disney do ex and while like I say most of those excursions are actually run particularly by companies that, that in those areas Disney do tell them I want this and this and an add-on to make it a little bit different yeah well I think what I would say if people are looking at kind of Disney excursions is just to do a little bit of research because that Lake Lawn one that we did ended yeah. up being this like fantastic yeah, really yeah, exclusive yeah. experience and it was brilliant there was another one that I'd looked at which was in Stavanger. Um, there was a cruise along the Lysa Fjord, which is yeah. kind of one of the most famous fjords. Um, and it was to see Pulpit Rock, which yeah. is a really famous kind of rock face that's in Mission Impossible, yeah. things like this. Um, and the Disney excursion was pretty expensive. It was about $129 a head, something yeah. like that. And it was literally the cruise along the Lysa Fjord yeah. and back. Yeah, yeah. I booked the same cruise with the same company and ended up on the same boat as the Disney excursion, and I paid £50 a head. 
And that's, that is a, a really, really good point, actually, that don't think what cruise ship companies will do, and it's not just Disney, everybody, is they will tell you, you book with us, you're guaranteed if you book with us, it's safe if you book with us, etc., etc. And it is true, if you're on an excursion and you get stuck or you run late, the ship will wait for you. And if you do it privately and you don't get back in time, the ship's gone and you've got to make your own way to the next port. And I have seen examples of people who've missed ships and things like that, and that's fine. But do chop around, because there are times, like you say, where you can actually do it yourself, it can be cheaper, uh, you can enjoy yourself in a better way and quite often when we do cruises it's exactly what I do I look at what the excursion is I look at what I want to do I look at how much it's going to cost me I look at how easy it's going to be and that's it and like that Vesuvius uh, we went back and did Vesuvius and Pompeii again when we went and did another cruise and I looked at what it was going to cost me to do it myself and what it was going to cost me to do it with the cruise line it turns out it would cost me I think it was £20 each more to do it with them but it would take me three hours less time to do it with them than it would if I did it myself. And then you kind of go, well, yeah, that's fine, because that's that makes sense. But, you know, they do trips to, like, Rome and things like that and those sort of things where you can actually sometimes get on a train. It's really easy to get to. You can go on a whistle-stop tour Rome and get yourself back in time uh, for, for those particular trips. So do shop around, because sometimes you will find that, like, like you say, Katie, they are so much cheaper to do it yourself than it is to do it um, with the, the company themselves. So. There we go. Right, is that everything? I mean, there's, there's so much more, but I think that we've covered the basics. We've covered the basics, I think, that we need yeah. to with regards to all of that, because, like you say, there's, you could go on and uh, we haven't talked about kids entertainment, we haven't talked Character. about like, characters, we haven't talked about the Marvel, I don't know whether you have a Marvel Day this time, Marvel Day at Sea, or whether that happened. You talk about, like, you haven't even talked about, like, stateroom attendance and all those sort of things, and what you get in your room and your towel animals, and what's on the television and you know all those sort of things and the i want to go back it's you just make like, me want to go back you know and, and obviously you've not had the chance to experience what the kids clubs do but the, the stuff they do in the kids clubs is absolutely phenomenal and i can tell you now harry who is now a big massive 15 year old still talks about the cars event stuff they did in the kids club when he was eight and it's still one of his like overriding memories as a child about this amazing thing they did. So, you know, we could genuinely talk about this for hours and hours and hours and hours, but we don't have time. So thank you for joining me, Katie. Thanks. We'll, we'll not talk about another trip of yours uh, now. We've got other things coming up. Say uh, we've got Gareth, uh, Disneyland Paris trip, Oogie Boogie. I'm going out to Disneyland Paris for their Halloween as well. So we can talk a little bit about that. Uh, we've got some other ideas and bits and pieces we're going to do on the next show, which uh, should be really, really cool. But uh, we will be back in a few weeks time we'll sort that out we'll let you know when that's going to be of course you can contact us in the meantime come and uh, email us disneybrit.hotmail.com any questions suggestions comments anything at all you want to mention even if it's about cruise lines or anything we've talked about in the past go to facebook.com forward slash disneybrit you can get us on instagram which is again disneybrit twitter disneybrit you name it we are there uh, and we will hope to bring you another show much much sooner than we have between the gap of the last one and this one well i suppose this one's all right two weeks later it's not so bad but uh particularly the one before that anyway so uh thank you for joining us we will see you in a few weeks time have a lovely few weeks see you soon
Uh -huh. Big Norwegian blowout. <laughs>